0: If Robbie goes to Harvard and he has to have a job, doesn't that mean that he's the slummons of Harvard? I'm Jackie.
1: Do yourself a favor, just watch Silver Linings Playbook. I'm Sam.
2: I got my degree in air humping from Juilliard! I'm Justin, and this is Dirty Dancing on Stinker Madness.
3: What's that
1: smell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey,
3: look at me!
2: You Thrill me.
1: If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me.
3: Hey, look at me! No water! It stinks.
2: Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movies lovers. Mm-hmm. It's a good good way to start. Uh, insert tagline here. Hello,
0: welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad See, movies for are, bad movie lovers. Do it too. This is uh, Jackie, and as always, we have uh, Sam and Justin with me. That's right, I am now officially the star of this show.
2: Star? In order to be a star of anything the thing that you're a star of has to be actually something. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't be the star of uh of parking cars. <laughs> you can't be the star of sweeping off porches. Shut up. <laughs> I guess you can be the star Why don't you just
0: go show? air hump your <laughs> your wannabe stardom over there. This
2: week on the podcast we've got a classic from 1987 starring Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Gray. Uh, A few other rounders uh, that most people who have seen it absolutely love and would uh, fall on a grenade to protect it from what we're about to do to this movie, uh, including maybe possibly one of the hosts here. Um, Sam, why don't you tell us everything you can about Dirty Dancing?
0: Like, how many times did you try to Dirty Dance after you watched this movie?
1: (laughs) I tried to dirty z- dance zero times after <laughs> watching this movie. Also, the dancing in this isn't very dirty. The statutory rapes dirty as fuck, right. but you know, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Did you guys know that Conan started a campaign to get this movie re-released
2: Conan, the barbarian
1: Conan, the talk show host. Conan, Conan the O'Brien. O'Brien
2: Conan, the O'Brien. Okay.
1: Yes. Conan, the O'Brien and after. Like, there was a fan campaign, and it got re-released, I guess, at what capacity, I'm not real sure. He was then quoted as saying, that's funny, I don't even really like that movie.
2: (laughs) I wouldn't expect him to. It's not really
1: his milieu. Uh,
2: What year was this?
1: 1987. No, 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 1987. re-release. Oh, the re-release? It had to have been recently. Okay,
2: all right, because I don't remember that at all happening.
1: No, it had to be post him not being on network television mm-hmm. anymore. Right. Part of the cocoa business, perhaps. Uh, this movie was, however, made in 1987 on a budget of five million dollars, and it raked in two hundred and fourteen yeah, yeah, million dollars it's a cash cow five
2: million. I mean, ey, 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 ey. these guys, these universal guys, they're like, we're going to not make a movie unless it costs one hundred million dollars. You're never going to make any money. This, this is how Every- you make money.
1: Every major studio, I think, passed on this, mm-hmm. uh, and Vestron had never made a theatrical release, okay. so they originally had a budget of about twelve million, which was your standard block budget at the time. But Vestron's like, we can't do that. We don't have that. We just don't have that. We need to spend a hundred million on whatever is going to crank a tankus, you know, in a couple years and spend 21 on steel dawn or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But this one here that's going to be the only thing that keeps our company going for however long it goes before it fizzles out completely. It's a period of short period of years. They cut it to 5. So they're like they did it anyway just to get it made. They're like this we we, a,
2: we saw Electric Boogaloo and how much that cost. We're going to shoot towards the Electric Boogaloo 2 dollar figure.
1: Yes. It, well, I mean, I don't know where the other seven million would have gone. Right?
2: There's nothing here to spend it on. Mo- give Patrick Swayze more money.
1: I think you get instead of uh, Kelly Bishop and Jerry Orbach, you get parents that are more expensive.
2: Like Ferris Bueller's parents.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, That's what the, the
2: parents from Happy Days.
1: Well, no, I think that's what they, you, Jennifer Gray just brings her movie parents with right. her from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> and that's seven million right there. The blam.
2: <laughs> they got four lines. Seven. Million. I may as
1: well get this out of the way. I guess she went to Europe to promote this. Okay. And that was when right before that was going to was supposed to have started was when the the infamous car crash with her and Broderick happened.
2: The infamous car crash. So infamous. It means more than famous. Because I have never heard of this car crash.
1: Uh, he crossed onto the wrong side of the road. He wasn't drunk. He's apparently just a bad driver. And she had whiplash. He had minor injuries. They killed the mother and daughter in the other. Oh car.
2: my God.
1: You're- he was fined $175.
2: Holy shit. Did you know about this? No. $175 and you killed two people. Wow. For driving on the wrong side. And you said that this wasn't even in England. Where was this?
1: Maybe it was in England. It could have been 175 pounds. It was somewhere in Europe, but okay. it doesn't really matter where, which side of the road he was supposed to have been driving on. Uh-huh. He had driven on the wrong side of the road and caused a head-on collision that killed a woman and her daughter. Right.
2: Now, implying that he didn't start on the wrong side of the road. He was on the right side of the road and
1: decided,
3: eh,
2: I don't like it over here. I'm going to go over there. Wham!
1: He was having a hard time with the corners in Europe. It's tiny roads, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: he was driving a Fiero, apparently. Uh, that's horrific. I had no idea that it, it is happened.
1: horrific. I don't know that he drives a car anymore. Yeah. Yeah. She cites it as being, if you really look at what she did after this movie, mm-hmm. she... Works, but it's not very much. And you would have expected this to have been a springboard for her career rather than a downturn. And she cites that moment as she really lost her will to act. And the guilt has been overwhelming for most of her life. Well,
2: that's, that makes me feel good because at least it wasn't us. We didn't make Ryan her. She made Ryan herself. So it's her fault. I don't have to feel guilty. She didn't have a career.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's no Meg Ryan. Right. But she was America's sweetheart briefly. Briefly. I'll get into that later. So Swayze and her didn't get along at all. Uh, Apparently they had major friction on Red Dawn and he had to talk her into doing it. Hmm. And then they did a screen test that was so magical that they had to they're like no we gotta these are the two he also had a in his uh resume there was a clause i guess you can put a clause on your resume
2: (laughs) you have to consent to read this resume
1: (laughs) there was a no dancing clause on his resume because he had blown out his knee dancing. And he was officially retired from dancing at yep. this point, but he liked the script. So he decided to do it. He's like, Hey, this one's got greasers and statutory rape. I'm in. Right. Uh, it wasn't statutory rape in 1963. It was common practice. We're going
2: to get, let's, we're going to get, we're going to get
1: into all that.
2: I've, I've got uh, some stats. I think both of you missed a
0: major point in the movie where they say that she's going to Mount Holyoke in the
1: fall.
2: She is 18. Sure, she is not 18. I've got further proof of that, too.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we're, we're around all of over consent this. The in New York is 17. Well, round all
2: this, you fucking bastards. <laughs> I've got stats, and it's not the time.
1: Creepy, creepy rapins. <laughs> <laughs> creepy rapins. Uh,
2: okay, so he's a dancer. Guess- he blows out his knee. He says, yes, I think that this is a great movie. I want to be in it, and I'll just yeah. put some dirt on it.
1: And then he, after after taking the movie, he has a refusal to let anyone do any of his own stunts or have a stand-in or a double. Mm-hmm. And he went off that log a number of times and had to get his knee drained. Oh,
3: God. Oh.
1: <laughs> and I imagine, you know, the thing about going off a log. Is
2: you don't you don't just go off it like, well, this is the only way you fall off a log, so I you know, I'm gonna land on my knee and it's gonna hurt. No, a few times you went straight down and smashed your balls.
1: <laughs> he apparently fell off that log a lot. Right.
2: Right. It's random. You know, you it's like uh it's like the drop of water on the back of uh, uh of uh what's her name's hand in Jurassic Park, you know? It runs different yeah. ways
1: every time. Mm-hmm. And then if you are doing a shitty job falling, then uh, mathematician Ian Malcolm tells you, must go faster to the ground. Uh, Balls find a way.
0: Well, and my thought on it was, you know, when they do the the backup shot of that log, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of fucking rocks down there. Yeah, no,
2: it's that's a <laughs> shitty place to fall off a log at.
0: And you're kind of like, you know, for a majority of this, they're not really showing the, the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, it's the 80s. Do they have, like, one of those blow-up, fall-over type things? Or, you know, like, where they fall to safety?
2: Yeah, or a harness.
0: No, not a harness. Just well, yeah,
2: yeah, but you also use a harness. You tie, you know, the actor to an object so that if they fall off of it, they dangle it in midair.
0: Yeah, the, you could tell they didn't have that. No, um, they didn't have anything! But I'm kind of wondering, did, did Sam, do you know, did they have, like, a safety net or anything underneath that?
1: Those <laughs> times that he fell, or they were just like, fuck, it's the 80s. You fell off a log and hurt yourself. A lot of times... When there's a fall, there will be a mattress is the best that they're going to give you. And oddly, the last thing that I worked on as an actor, there was an, one of the other actors had to take a fall. And they had this mattress that was like shitty. And he just looked at it. and He's like, just I'm going to hit the ground. Get that thing. <laughs> fucking, I'm going to hurt myself <laughs> if I land on that Springs. mattress. And I would assume that. That Swayze probably had a very similar situation where one of the grips like holds the mattress up and Swayze just gives it the, the head shake. Like, no, the pile of loaded firearms and sharp sticks down there will, <laughs> will be better to land on than that mattress.
0: Plus, it was only $5 million to make this, so they can only afford a twin mattress. So you have to really pick
2: which side you're going to fall on. Yeah, they got a Serta instead of a Sealy.
1: <laughs> Don't talk shit about Serta.
2: <laughs> they're coming for us. The certa Guys. Uh, what was that movie he recently did? Oh, uh not it was the one after Joysticks where the the mattress people play baseball. Those guys Oh god those guys are coming out. Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, they're coming. Squeeze play. Yeah, squeeze play.
1: Yeah, that that was the certa mattress in New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, many a pregnant teen. Many a pregnant teen.
2: <laughs> anyway. Speaking of pregnant teens.
1: Eleanor Bergstein is the writer or producer of this, and she had written a very steamy dancing sexy scene for it's my turn with Michael Douglas and they cut it out of the movie Mm. and it inspired her to write this because the world needed more sexy, steamy dancing on screen. And this is wholly autobiographical. Okay. Like this, from what I can gather, she went into, you're supposed to not just tell your own life story straight. When you're writing a script, you got to add stuff in and know that you're not the most interesting person in the world, even though you might be Some explosions. She didn't aliens, do a lot of peppering on this. This p- is like, this is bite. how it happened.
2: Okay. All right. Sort of a thing. So She had one wet, hot summer.
1: I'm guessing okay. good for her. And it was at the time, I guess the Mambo was dirty dancing okay. in 1963. That's really sexy stuff. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, well, I'll, I'll save it, but the dancing is not that dirty. She ended up, uh, teaching at Arthur Murray, learning how to, you know, with these backdoor sexy dances that no one knows about in the barn, like Footloose or whatever, that you're not allowed to have, but, uh, got her through college. Yeah. And then make this movie. She didn't do a whole lot of other movies, uh. I think you make this one. It seems like a lot of people involved in this are like, oh, that was a cash cow, and those Vestron nutsacks didn't know how to spread the money into their own pockets. <laughs> yes! <laughs> We're rich! They just don't work again. Right. Like the director, uh, Emil-, Emil Artolino? This is his first major project. He hadn't done a major motion picture before this. They brought him on. He doesn't do a lot after this, but then like decides to saddle up one more time, for another major cash-in called Sister Act. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I like that movie.
1: hmm I like that movie, too. I think everybody kind of does. Yeah, it's like... You can't like, not like it.
0: Yeah, secret like it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, Sister Act. But in the your back of your head, like, those nuns were so cute. Yeah. When they're singing
2: pop songs about God. You're not supposed to like it uh, is... As some sort of snooty film critic like we are, like, hmm, Sister Act, yes. <laughs> it's the the home alone of nun movies. But really, you're kind of like,
3: I like that movie. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can say it, but you're a dick. You can be like, Sister Act, nuns singing mega hits. Right. That is, in fact, pandering to the lowest right. common denominator. <laughs> but it still works, and it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't like yeah.
0: Whoopsie Goldberg, mm-hmm. but- Uh, she was pretty good in that movie it's
2: clearly by far anybody that's going to come out and say jumping jack flashed me right now can suck it uh sister act is her best movie (laughs) yeah i think so too
1: there was some trouble in the production it took too long they probably spent more than five they probably spent more like seven because they went way over Mm -hmm. to the point that the locations that they found in north carolina and virginia if you didn't know that there's actually two different camps they used i couldn't tell they did a good job Got down to where the water scene, the the lake scene mm-hmm. with Swayze and Grey, 40 degree water. Ugh,
2: good gravy. 40, that's better have some medical staff on by on standby.
1: Also the actress playing the mother quit due to medical issues, I think, really early on. Okay. So she's actually, her hair is in a shot. In the opening car shot, you can see blonde hair, but then the mom has red hair. Mm. Mm. It's because the actress Kelly Bishop was originally supposed to play the cougar. Okay. But they lost the mom, so they moved her into the cougar spot.
2: <laughs> Just like a baseball team. And I'm team. like,
1: and it, I didn't read about that until after I watched the movie. I read a number of things beforehand, but I was watching the movie and I was like, They're having a hard time keeping mom's boobs down. Uh This is an odd choice, but now it makes perfect sense. And then the assistant choreographer had to hop into the honey spot, and that was probably easy enough because usually dancers generally have stunning physiques. Mm -hmm. Just like those cats. Uh, What else you got, Sam? Speaking of dancers, stunning physiques, Cynthia Rhodes is apparently so beautiful they took her makeup off, or like they're like, come without makeup, so that so that you look sick after the abortion scene. Mm-hmm. She waltzed up, no makeup, done nothing, hair's a mess, and they're like, "My God, you're beautiful." <laughs> and then they had the worst time trying to Put make her it in look the like chair. she just had an abortion. Like, <laughs> I can just dump hot sauce on your face, and you still give me a boner. This is ridiculous. Somebody get me the acid.
2: We got we got to horribly disfigure this woman.
1: We can't make you look bad. I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, because she looks pretty good even when she's, like, lying there. She's supposed to be, you know, having the sweats, the Mm. fever sweats and stuff. And I'm like, damn, she still looks good. Like, her (laughs) hair is just, like, greasy and disgusting. And you know what? I'd still crawl in the sack and be like, hey, it's okay. Let me pet your hair.
1: You look terrific. Yeah. My God. Clairol's in fucking trouble. Is that a thing it I don't know the makeup companies. Is it Clairol? Is that what it is? Clairol's
2: for hair color.
0: Maybelline. Maybelline. Maybe maybe it's Maybelline.
2: Maybe she wasn't born with it because, oh God, I feel gross now for saying, (laughs) because, you know, the scene, she wasn't born with it it stop it oh my
0: god gross I'll
2: see myself out
0: yeah well now this podcast is just me and Sam so it'll get
1: classier the new the new tagline to Maybelline maybe she was aborted before she could become beautiful is that where you were is that the joke you were going for yeah. I'll tell yeah, it yeah, Fuck. yeah
2: yeah there it is there it is in uh, all the colors uh, okay <laughs> oh my god you guys are stupid yes yep yep <laughs> You said it. Okay, that's about it. All right. Um, well, we've got a lot of territory to cover here, so let's let's get. But into I do this. want Go everybody
0: ahead, yes. to keep in mind that you know because this movie is based off somebody's summer mm-hmm. break. Mm-hmm. Think about your best summer and what that movie would look like, and I want to I want to revisit that at the end. Okay. All right.
2: That's a good. Uh, good topic. Okay. Um, like fiction or real life? Like real life, oh, because I this d- is
0: based off this lady's life, right? So mm-hmm. if you had to pick a summer to think- make
2: your movie. I think, I think everybody's going to be pretty disappointed because none of them are film worthy. <laughs>
0: oh, mine was. Okay, right. let's go. All
2: right. Uh, so this movie starts out with, uh, we got some public humping uh, compilation. Uh, there's no preface or anything. It's just welcome to dirty dancing, which is people dry humping in public.
1: Okay. So this is at least in the guise of dancing, like some of it in here is a little like rubby, a little hip flexy but there's still some semblance of dancing right. whereas now what is just called dancing and not dirty dancing is more akin to diesel truck driving where you take your semi out on tour
2: oh right 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 yeah, yeah the lady uh, the lady bends over she sticks her butt right in your on your crotch and then you both just he, the guy goes woo and spanks her ass in front of everybody and she's like jiggle 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 yeah
1: I've actually got it here, the actual formula. Mm -hmm. So you put on some FUBU sweatpants, Mm -hmm. and you work up a semi. Okay. Then you put that sausage in various butt cracks, and there's gyrations. Yes. Then you turn around, see each other, and it's not really about how the other person looks. It's whether or not their breath is bad enough (laughs) that you won't have sex with them. And then one person gives the other the clap. Right. That's modern dancing.
2: Okay. okay. That's, that's, yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, so to set the stage here. I think Sam already hates this movie. Um, but uh, it's 1963 is where we're at. And the what's going on is Jennifer Grey's character, Baby, her family is going to what I could only relate to in the modern world is like a stationary cruise ship. Like, <laughs> was this a thing in 1960? Do we not have cruise ships in 1963? Cause this is just a goddamn cruise ship.
0: This is a, an all inclusive resort, Justin. They still have, yeah, but, yeah, but
2: it's not, it's not an all inclusive resort because when you go to an all inclusive resort, there's a hotel and you go down to the beach and they're served you drinks and they get you the food and they take care of you and you go down and you get the pampered and stuff. When they arrive, they're like, Chet, Gary, Phil. Like, this is, you're some sort of member to this, to this stationary cruise ship that has fucking, uh, uh, like, also, it all inclusive. They don't have bullshit events like this. They don't have, like, all right, Wendy, uh, you're gonna come up here and sing the, uh, you're gonna recreate fucking Helen Keller. Like, Like, there's shows starring the people who are staying there
1: it's like a lawrence Wilk church camp yes <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> and it's also like this resort that this guy runs it just has this one show a year yeah. he owns other hotels that are year-round and this is like his vacation where he brings his friends everyone stays together mm-hmm. for three weeks and they piss each other off with arts and crafts and singing and dancing.
2: Right. I mean, like, seriously, was this a thing? This is based off of somebody's life. Was this part of the thing that she embellished? Or were these real? Because, my God. I-,
1: I think that this was real.
2: It is the thing of nightmares.
1: <laughs> well, who wants to go to a wig try-on thing?
2: Oh, it's wig day at the resort.
1: <laughs> wig day at the resort. At the end of the movie, the owner's like, I don't know. Things are changing. People don't like horse
0: shit anymore. (laughs) Or getting headlines from wigs that were passed around the table.
2: Fucking wig day. (laughs) No. How much does this cost? $17,000. Go. Are you. What? (laughs) You you guys. You're pulling a prank on me, aren't you? No, this is real.
1: Fuck. (laughs) What'd you do this summer? Well. I got to play golf twice. We stayed at the Lawrence Welk church camp for three weeks where I was forced into sweatshop labor and my daughter got fucked by the pizza guy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: Uh, It's so weird. Uh, It should also be noted that at the beginning of this, uh, she gives us baby gives us internal monologue narrative like, oh, yes. That was the year. It was 1963, the summer when everybody called me baby. And then that fucks off for the rest of the movie. She's not the narrator. Why is she narrating the beginning of this? Like, like at the end, she's going to have some reflection where fucking Bill Paxton gives her the fucking jewel of the ocean. She's like, oh, Jack, whatever happened to your corpse? Uh, there's nothing. It's just. Yes. they're setting the stage so that you know that this is not set in present day I know day. but Jackie it you can do that via subtitles You it this movie breaks narrative so many goddamn times it pisses me off and this is the beginning of it
1: was Stated by Me 1984 yes yeah because of that we had to have narration in movies that didn't need it I know <laughs> uh,
2: okay alright so first activity that they get up there after they greet everybody that they know and they've seen a thousand times and that they uh, are probably embezzling from the bank with because that's who these people seem like. Um, the first activity is a merengue class. Do,
3: do, 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 cha, cha,
2: cha. I think that's the merengue. Uh,
0: this looks like one of those lines.
2: Yeah, Congo line.
0: Yeah, Congo line.
2: Not the merengue. I think the merengue, by nature, always ends... Well, actually... All white people dances end in a Congo line. It has to. It's just the natural progression. Yeah. We only have so many things that we
1: can do. The Congo is it. (laughs) Yes. When we try dancing, we Uh fail. And the instructor goes, well, there's 12 minutes left and everybody's having a bad time.
3: Congo (laughs) line.
2: I also see no alcohol here.
1: What's up with that?
0: Yeah, there should just be, like, mini bars all across this resort.
2: Yeah, exactly. Here's your terrible activity that you're doing. You're going to need to get wasted first.
0: Yeah, and let's, let's be honest here. This is the 60s, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's day drinking, mm-hmm. and smoking, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And you don't see really any of that. Mm-mm. The mom should
2: just be, like, off of her lips at this point. Right. Is, the, is Sam right? Is this some sort of church camp? Because, I mean, even throughout the whole picture, you don't see really anybody imbibing other than this group of miscreants that live at 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 orgy hotel room well at
0: one point you do see mom and dad and they do have scotches oh okay but like you don't see the martinis i mean i don't know somebody's not remembering this right Mm -hmm. because mom should be like i gotta go get my hair fixed for dinner
2: Yeah, maybe it's that thing where, like, later in life, you learn about what being an adult actually looks like, and you're like, oh, my parents were fucking hammered the entire time. Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. I need to get my hair fixed for dinner. What's for (laughs) dinner, honey? Eight more martinis? (laughs) Need to fix your hair for that?
3: You shut up!
1: (laughs) I can't even yell at you. I'm too drunk.
2: (laughs) At least somebody's doing something around this house (laughs) like stabbing olives with little swords (laughs) you can't even get off the couch all you watch is
3: baseball how about another
2: yeah everybody (laughs) (laughs) all right so it's evening uh baby says she's heading out to the main house to look around look around she says uh so she goes up there And she sees a meeting of the waiters and the head hotel manager is like, all right, boys, we're back in camp this year. I want to see good uh, service. I want to see crisp hand movements. I want to see smiles. Uh, Billy, you don't have enough flair on your vest. And also all you guys go get those daughters and bang them. That's part of your job.
1: This is the part where he tells the staff, in white coats who are future ivy leaguers uh-huh. you you boys are ivy leaguers have sex with these girls entertainment staff you are not allowed to do that you go have sex with the townies get out of here r- yeah
3: what
2: r- what huh okay so <sighs>
0: yeah i went to harvard and yale to recruit you so these are the slumminets of Harvard and Yale, right, which was my opening sucks. statement, right? Because if you can afford to go to Harvard and Yale, uh-huh. you don't have a fucking summer you're job. You're
2: not working at fucking summer camp,
0: right? Unless you're on a scholarship, and then everybody knows that you're poor.
1: But <laughs> I think there's other motives. Uh, there's ulterior motives in all of this, because the guy that runs the place is like, I like putting people together. Da 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 da. They're here, and he's probably got a deal on it on the vacation, he finally talked him into it. He's basically there to give Robbie a letter of recommendation to Harvard Med. Who's there? Jerry Orbach. Oh,
2: oh, uh baby's dad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see
1: He gets to have this like these are all this guy's friends mm-hmm. and his friends' kids. Mm-hmm. And so this is how he's piecing this together and so he's like, "Oh, I can hit two birds with one stone here." Uh, Robbie probably doesn't want to have a job. He only likes impregnating women, but he does need a letter of rec to Harvard. And I know just the guy. Okay. So he does that.
2: Sure. But what's his motivation? Like, here's my thing is he's like giving this pep talk to all these waiters, like uh, bang the daughters that loosens up the checkbooks. He doesn't say that, but what's why, why? It seems like it's trouble. Don't go bang the daughter. You guys have one job. Fill up drinks. That's what your job is. Not bang the daughters. That's going to create problems later.
1: It gives it leads way to private lessons that they have to pay for. I don't know private what private lessons? lessons the waiters are giving other than lessons in low quality fucking that <laughs> results in pregnancy.
2: We get quality check in here. This seems like it's low-quality fucking.
0: (laughs) This is
1: low-quality fucking right now, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, I'm with Sam. You look at the waiter guys, and you're like, low-quality fucking. It's like, oh, 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 I'm done. Right. And you're like, oh, okay.
2: And they're not even like, which would be excusable for these teenage girls if there was some sort of like ability to roam. I'm going to have a summer love. But these guys are fucking tools.
1: <laughs> like they're, they're tools. Nobody's going to fall in love with tool. these.
2: Yeah. Jesus.
1: I have to say this line. I wrote down the whole line because in this scene, it's after he tells the entertainment people to stop being such dirty, poor people mm-hmm. that there's a face off between Robbie and Johnny. Is his name yep. Johnny? Yep. Okay. And Johnny says put your pickle on everybody's plate college boy and let me do the hard stuff <laughs> and i'm like fuck am i gonna like this movie that's not good
3: because
1: <laughs> if he's gonna spit one-liners like that this whole time i'm in love with this movie thank god that didn't continue to happen and i, I was able to hate it the whole time
2: uh yeah so also now that that uh Shwayze's in this movie and he walks in as tor cool guy um, he's got his fucking greaser shirt on, greaser hair, sunglasses. It's night, and he's got his sunglasses on, so of course he's cool. Uh, and also he's there to work. Do you realize, like every all his, he brings an entourage, and they're all dressed up in uniform, and he's like, I'm too cool, like I'm fucking Miles Davis shit.
0: Well, and if he's the poor trash, it's not allowed to have sex with the patrons, right? Uh-huh. Why does he get his own cabin? Right, but all the wait staff guys have to share
2: rooms, and which is more like prestigious to be a waiter or part of the entertainment? Like, if you're throwing bones to Harvard boys who are your buddies, boy, you're making them waiters. Wait, being uh, no offense to the wonderful people who have sustained us through this awful pandemic with your wonderful service, uh, we'd all be dead without you. Uh, but it's not a glorified job, like.
0: Well, I think that he makes them waiters because then they have more direct contact with the patronage that they're trying to get the stuff from.
2: The entertainers are giving private dance lessons. Private dance lessons are fucking expensive. And it's a lot more hands on. Like, that's where you want to have the A people. Like, you don't send Fred Garvin male prostitute out to fucking have.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, these are the kids from Juilliard.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, that's the band, uh-huh. the dancers. Okay. These are all highly talented, low-born people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're there to have sex with the old guy's wives that don't want to have sex with their wives. Like, you guys, screw those girls. You guys, you got to bang the old ladies. Okay. Wait, this is a fucked up deal. This is a
2: fucked up deal. Like, this, this is even, maybe even more fucked up than the statutory rape question mark, I said, wait, um, <laughs>
1: I have questions about statutory rape. First one. If you go statutory way, <laughs> is, it, is it better?
2: I'll get you wabbit.
1: Uh, okay, If you, can you go into a courtroom and go, Whoa, statutory way, <laughs> will you be? I, a, I guess I'm guilty. A, you're right. Case Dismissed. I've been caught wet-handed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke there that I'm not going right? <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, oh, to tell. Okay.
2: you got it. I got it. Uh, don't need to. <laughs> um, okay. So besides the statutory rape in this movie, is this whole hotel just a big sex trafficking operation? It kind of seems that way. Like you have to bang or you're fired. And if you're yeah. fired, you're going back to the streets. Yeah, because they have bungalow
0: bunnies that we find out later. They're the wives that just stay there. Uh Uh-huh. And then we have the old guys that, you know, that are out all night playing cards. But they're probably banging the dancers.
1: They're betting on Pinnacle. Yeah, I mean, here's the... You can do that. Justin, you know more about old lady card games (laughs) than the other two of
2: us.
1: (laughs) Is there betting in Pinnacle? Yes, there is. There can be. Oh, okay.
2: Um... Let's, let's face it. Everybody's uh, mom loves this movie. It's about sex trafficking and prostitution. Yet I can't get a happy ending after a massage. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. <No>. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, no, I'm not. I can't get that. But no, I don't want that. You can't do a
0: high kick either. That's so true. that's true. You know what? Hands off, mm. Johnny.
2: I'm also a terrible tipper, so <laughs> the handy that I would get would be really bad.
0: <laughs> You'd probably just be smashing your wiener yeah. down.
2: <laughs> the old dort. Um, Okay, so, anyways,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're one of those like, you know how I like it, and then you put the two dollars there, and then she just sort of like slaps your wiener a few times and coughs at you, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that'd do it. Thank actually. you. <laughs> All right. So it's dinner time.
2: Uh, she's assigned it, it, like her bang waiter is assigned to her right in front of her. Like, hey, uh, this is Robbie. It, it Like Robbie gets usurped by some other guy. Uh, but uh, Robbie will be your bang waiter tonight. Uh, so his name is Robbie Gould as well. Isn't that uh, the name of the wedding singer? Yes. <laughs> If you marry him, your name will be Julia Guglia. No, it's Robbie Uh, Guglia. Yeah, very close.
1: Odd connection. Odd connection. Another odd connection. Apparently, Sarah Jessica Parker had auditioned for the lead that Jennifer Gray took. And after the accident, Matthew Broderick leaves her for Jennifer. What? 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 What?
2: That's. What? Oh, Broderick. What was that movie he was in recently where he was the uh, like overbearing Christian father? Anybody remember that? That was
1: a pretty good movie. I already forgot. It was forgot a it. really
2: good movie. And like, it was like, Matthew Broderick, I can't stand him. Oh, but he's really good in the scene. Huh? Like his career has been bookend by one of the greatest movies of all time. And then this and everything in between. You're just like, please go away, Matthew Broderick. You might be a bad person. Uh, I probably should make judgment calls like that, but seriously, I don't the lady and then dumped. I mean, come on.
1: I, I, I feel like I saw him on Conan O'Brien say he doesn't really drive anymore. So he's obviously very guilty yeah, about it. Okay. And also the I Mars believe is. Jennifer gray left him. He just okay. ended up All with right. Sarah, Jessica Parker because he likes annoying people. Right.
3: Okay.
2: All right. Fair enough. Um, and he likes
0: to have sex in the city.
2: That's that was too easy. Like seriously. We're better than that. Okay, wape. (laughs) Are we? Are we? I don't know. You little (laughs) wapist.
1: Cynthia Rhodes is married to Richard Marks or was for like 25 years. The dancing lady. Mm -hmm. Richard Marks.
2: I wonder if she left him down by the river. There. Do you like that game, Jackie, where you just quote material that the artist has been a part of? (laughs) Is that the the game we're playing now? (laughs)
1: Maybe everybody in this movie needs to listen to Raining Blood by Slayer. (laughs) I don't know if I'm playing the game right. uh, The the rules are uh, uh, still being written. Um. Anyways,
2: so she, she here's your bang waiter, but then later, uh, uh, immediately, the grandson of the hotel owner who is running a prostitution ring uh, is like, uh, I'm going to go to Harvard to be a hotel manager. <laughs> no, he's
0: not going to Harvard. He's going to Cornell. Oh,
2: Cornell. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> he's going to asshole place to be a hotel manager. Yeah.
1: And he's he's big dicking it all over Mm -hmm, the place. mm -hmm. And his grandpa probably after every once in a while has to be like, "Okay, take it easy on the guys from Juilliard. They're going to Juilliard. You're going to fucking Cornell.
3: Yeah, right.
1: The guys from Brown are making fun of you. (laughs) Brown.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Johnny and Penny come in and uh, they, they come in to do the mambo and like. Jennifer Grey is staring at uh, Patrick Swayze because, of course, she is. And she's like, who is that? And uh, The grandson is like, well, they're the entertainment. They're here to make the guests happy. What does that mean, said a 17-year-old baby. And he says it means oral sex. What is it? What else could it mean? They're here to make the guests happy? by like dancing better than them by making them be like dude hey I don't need to be told I'm not as good of a dancer as you like oh let's clear the fucking dance floor so you guys can fucking you pros can fucking mambo around yeah no I'm paying for this trip I get the fuck out of here I'm dancing right here they're not making any guests happy well uh can I offer you oral sex oh yes I'll take that now I'm happy
1: oh oh so this is like a sort of menu (laughs) This is a dancing menu, and I get to pick the dancing sex toy? Uh Uh-huh! I like that one! Yes! That one there! Uh, I'm happy now! Gross! That guy with the trombone looks like he knows how to... Trombone me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He knows how to make it slide.
2: That was worse than I was expecting. See, I was expecting something like Jackie... Just said, but <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: you like the delivery on that? Because I, I knew that it was going to be that bad, so I had to do something there. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: all right. <laughs> and then the, the grandson's like, so uh, why don't you volunteer to be part of our entertainment program, child? She's like, do I, I have to? And he's like, Yeah.
0: And the parents are like, yeah, honey, do it. Yeah,
2: we paid for this. He's
0: going to Mm -hmm. Cornell.
2: Yeah, we want you to be humiliated. That's what we came for. (laughs) God. Nobody puts baby in a box. (laughs) Because that's what they do. They put her in the car or the saw box.
1: Yeah. Magician. Right. I have my first question. And this was, I wrote this question before I realized the tragedy of Jennifer Grey's career, because I was not digging her this whole movie. We'll just get her. We'll just get that out of the way right now because I wrote down this question. Why didn't the makers of this film saw Jennifer Jennifer Grey in half for real?
2: Oh, man. That is low. Because they had to give her a cock later. She wins a chicken for getting sawed in half. Here's your your chicken. (laughs) You guys aren't... I mean, like, we'll circle back to Sam's question, but seriously, she wins a fucking chicken. Where did that come from? Where does it go? Whose idea was it? put a chicken in this movie like thank you for volunteering you usually get like uh like a $50 gift card to Bennigan's or something instead mm-hmm. she gets a chicken <laughs> yeah oh yeah and the
0: guy from Jurassic Park is in this movie and I hate this oh, guy oh Wayne Knight oh yeah. you
2: can't hate Wayne Knight
1: you can't hate Wayne, Wayne Knight. Knight
2: is fantastic yes you are supposed to hate a lot of his characters but he's just the best Ugh. whatever yeah Wayne Knight is he Batman Bruce Wayne, The Dark Knight, Wayne Knight, Finkel and Einhorn, Dick Rogers, Dick Stone, Roger Stone? Hmm? Anybody? I
0: don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> like, as soon as you went off the Dark Knight thing and started just randomizing words, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Richard Stone Boner,
2: (laughs) Dick Miller Miller Light Light Dick, ing.
3: (laughs) God,
1: light dicking. That's what the guys in the white coats are for. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure Wayne Knight's Batman.
2: Um, anyways, okay, Jennifer Gray. Um, she's great in First Bueller That's, I mean, she Jeannie is the ultimate bitch sister, and you couldn't have cast a better person to play Jeannie. Then Jennifer Grey, uh, Red Dawn sucks all the way through. And then there's this. Jackie, where are you on Jennifer Grey? Don't care. Yeah. I don't think I really care either. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you sound honestly, like you care. You actually sound actually, like you have well, venom no, And you. I,
1: I felt bad because I read about that car crash thing, and it really seems like she's done a lot with her life to like make up for right. it. And even though she wasn't even driving, she right. was there. Oh, yeah.
2: you good person would feel remorseful no matter what.
1: Uh, so she sounds like a good person. Yeah. I don't like her on screen. Uh, I have another note later that is, if I want this, I just get the real Barbara Streisand. Mm,
2: yeah, right. Right. That's a good point, Sam.
0: There is one shot in this movie where her and Patrick Swayze look like they're going to kiss, and their noses are exactly the same.
2: Mm. It's at the end. As Patrick Swayze or Barbara Streisand?
0: No. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey have the same size and shape of snoot.
2: But her head is much smaller than her his.
0: Right. Yeah. But nose to nose, yeah, they abortion. got the same nose. Yeah,
2: she's got a notoriously uh, big schnoz, which is okay.
0: Um, but then she gets it fixed
2: or whatever. She did?
0: Yeah, she had a nose rhinoplasty done. So she is Meg Ryan. And she says that, that it, it kind of ruined her career because Absolutely. people- People couldn't didn't recognize her anymore. Yeah, no, and don't so do that. It it took away her fame.
2: No, you that you are an individual person that is recognizable by her own individuality. Never fucking do that. That's god damn it, Hollywood, you Um let's give her let's throw her a bone though. Patrick Swayze was a professional dancer. He's notorious for being a, an exceptional dancer. She was not. Uh,
1: I thought I read that she actually is formally trained in dancing and was very good. Oh, okay. All right. Then and that's why he was like, you should do this. And as I, I keep mentioning Cynthia Rhodes, she's in a number of his movies. Like he, even though they didn't get along, and I guess they really didn't get along, there was a point where they had to, like, show them their test screenings again to be like, remember what we're trying to do here, you two. Yeah. Even though they're working relationships. Is that difficult? He obviously respects her ability.
2: Was she a good dancer? Yeah, yeah.
1: I can't
0: fucking do any of that shit.
2: No, I think she's. I think she's a fantastic dancer, in, at least in this movie. Yeah. Is she Patrick Swayze? No. no, no, no. Nor is nor
1: is she Cynthia Rhodes. No. So, all
2: right. Uh, are we ready to circle back onto this movie? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, anyways, uh, she goes for a walk. After winning a chicken, I don't know if she was like, I've got to go for a walk to free this animal, or I'm going to drown it in the lake. I don't know. Is this I
1: have a brief rundown of the rules of this place. I'm supposed to go choke this chicken?
2: Oh! (laughs) She's just outside choking a chicken. You die! That's
1: not what we were talking about.
2: Chicken is like, I'm here for the comedy. Okay, all right, so on her walk, she hears Huey Lewis in the news coming from an apartment above her. God damn it, movie.
1: Yeah, soundtrack, soundtrack.
2: And of course,
0: because she is privileged and it says, uh, no guests, staff quarters, no guests, please. She just fucking walks right in. Right. Like, it's fine because my daddy knows (coughs) the owner, so I'm just gonna go wherever the fuck I want.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Hey, here's a
1: guy. I have, go ahead. I have question two to burn. Okay. I've seen some things that are hard to coordinate in film. I've seen things that even when you go, oh, that's wire work, or there's this many stunt people, or this is digital and this isn't. You're like, how did they make that happen? During this scene, I am boggled and perplexed. With how this man is able to hold those three watermelons, oh, wow. and then she's able to take it away and put it, and he's able to grab it without dropping yeah. it. It doesn't make any sense. There just doesn't seem to be physics behind they're, it. How is he holding those three watermelons? There's
2: not, they're not even watermelons that you can buy at a store. These are, like, super watermelons. Yeah, they're oblong. Yeah, they're big watermelons. and
0: it, He's holding three. Yeah. That has to be heavy.
2: Yeah maybe it's uh maybe it's some sort of symbolism that we're not picking up on big heavy watermelons
0: oblong
1: how many watermelons <laughs> did they go through? how long did this take? Is this scene why the movie went like four weeks over and they had to freeze to death? Uh, Cause they couldn't get the watermelons juggled properly. Yeah, They
2: got to go to Gary Kurtz and ask for more money. Cause the watermelon budget has been exploded 16 <laughs> times over.
1: <laughs> and They're like, how bad is the watermelon budget? And they're like, have you seen Mr. Majestic? <laughs>
2: um, all right. So she helps him carry up watermelons and she goes into a, uh, a cabin uh, that is just uh, the pre-orgy, I guess. Uh, that's where everybody goes to, you know, get ready for the for the Caligula-style bang session they're all going to have later.
0: Well, this is really weird. It's like, why does the staff have their own dance hall? Right. And what are they
2: doing with these fucking watermelons? Right? Jungle juice? Jungle juice. Oh. Do they have Everclear in uh, New York? I wonder.
1: Uh I you know what? It's nineteen sixty three. Maybe Vodka was still vodka and they didn't have to call it ever clear. Yeah, that's
2: right. Could be shine, too. Yeah. yeah. They're up in the mountains. It could be just uh, toilet wine. Uh anyway, so yeah, so they're all in there dry humping. Uh and Johnny and Penny they come in and uh they do the same thing that they did earlier. The fucking floor clears around and they, you know, kinda hump each other in the air. And uh, everybody's like, whoa, you're amazing. And then he breaks from her and crotch humps his way past through several women uh, to get to baby. He's like, 17 year old alert. Ding, 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 ding. And I've got to keep pumping my way over to you, girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're not supposed to be here. Also, look at my dick shake around in these loose pants. Right.
0: I carried a watermelon. Always-
2: that was the stupidest thing I possibly could say. And then he leaves. Like she's like, "Oh, I should have said something cool." Like, "What are you doing here?"
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm circling back around to the dry humping in in guise of dancing because it pisses me off so uh, bad. Okay. To this day, I'll never get over it. I guess. Whatever. I think they think they're practicing for the big game.
3: Yeah.
2: Or is it peacocking?
1: It's a little of both, but here's the deal. It's why none of these people are champions. <laughs> train like you fight. Drunk and naked.
2: <laughs> uh, I tra- if I was to train like I fight, I would be... Uh- Covered in my own tears and uh,
3: (laughs) sitting in a pool of piss.
2: (laughs) All right, I'm ready. Who wants to do me? (laughs) It's going to be a lot of this. Hope you like it. Because you don't have a choice.
1: So apparently dance clubs need to have some more alternatives to other people. Right? say.
2: Yeah. How about some accessibility options here, guys? <laughs> Haven't you heard a title nine? <laughs> I can't smoke in your bar. Can I cry and piss myself in it?
3: <laughs> Cause I'm horny baby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man. Okay. Uh, I'm starting to get lightheaded. Ooh. All right. Um, so he, he walks away from her, but then he circles back, air humping still, and he grabs her and uh, teaches her how to air hump. Like, yeah, check out this. And she's like, oh, and he's like, let me get a little bit closer. And he is thrusting his dick right into her tummy. And I think it's icky. Sorry. Mm hmm. Sorry, fans of Dirty Dancing and Fifty Shades of Grey. I think uh, inserting your penis into a belly button in public is a bridge too far.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. So I'm like, let's just get drunk and
0: screw. Yep. I liked it.
3: Okay. (laughs) All
2: right. The next day, the activity is wig day. Uh, I think we've beat that one uh, to death it should be noted that wig day does take place at the beach that's nice so you could do a little fishing while getting fitted for you know a lady wig
0: yep and then robbie comes up behind the sister penny and mm-hmm. is like ask no no we-
2: the penny penny's not the sister penny's the uh uh Johnny, oh, johnny's wait, ex. What, what's the sister's name i don't
1: fuck lisa. lisa lisa okay. lisa's we're gonna get to her later because she's quite the smuggler <laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah right so lisa is trying on a Jackie Kennedy wig mm-hmm. and the waiter comes up and his douchiness is like, ask not what you can do for your blah, 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 but what you could do for your waiter. And I'm like thinking in my head, bitch, please, you are my bang waiter, okay? Uh-huh. When I want your assistance, right. I will let you know.
2: Right, my dad is paying the checks here. He's paying your salary. Fuck off.
0: Yeah. When I'm ready to ride your pony, when when I need a pony ride, there we go. I will let you know.
2: My actual pony? No.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to ride Stevie's me. Stevie's got a bad ankle. He's not doing so good. <laughs> we had to put him down. Your pony is named Stevie? <laughs> yes.
2: Isn't yours?
1: <laughs> From all the nicks in his hooves. <laughs> I couldn't resist it, but it was bad. <laughs> all right. Uh, so,
2: uh She goes... Oh, uh, wait. I just
0: got it. Stevie (laughs) Nicks.
1: Okay, I got it. That was a good one. (laughs) It wasn't. It was a bad one. Oh,
0: my God. It took me a second. I was like, what the hell is he talking about?
2: (laughs) Well, baby's had enough of wig day, so (laughs) she gets up to go see her gypsy. And uh, that nobody... I get crickets for that. Wait, she, what? So, so, A, I threw out a Stevie Nicks joke that, like, four fans are going to be like, that's funny, uh, but not really. Uh, and you guys totally just checked out when I was talking right there. Sure. So is that what happens the rest of the podcast? Is You just see my gums flapping and wait for them to close before you say
1: something? <laughs> and then we're like, all right. He's- I look at my notes and I look for keywords. I heard something about a gypsy.
2: Yeah, yeah she went to see her gypsy.
1: No, she is a gypsy.
2: No, Not, she you goes, she see did. a gypsy. Stevie Nicks thing. I just wanted you to sing. Remember earlier when you guys were doing that Stevie Nicks thing <laughs> and I wasn't part of it and I tried to join in you guys were like,
1: what? You're like, hey, there's a joke that needs to go out to pasture. I'll send it there.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm out here with Stevie, the pony who needs to be put down. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Stevie. All right, so she does go someplace. She goes to Penny. And uh, to to say she she's like, hey, I like your dancing. Penny's like, oh, yeah. You like getting kicked out of the house when you're 16 and never having your parents speak to you ever again because you got a little bit of a nose candy problem and then you gotta blow people on a dumpster behind tacos 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 you like that and she's like "Uh uh-huh i'd like to do that
0: i envy you
2: (laughs) i envy you for getting
0: kicked out of your home and having to fucking give handies on the street (laughs) while you (laughs) dance you dancing for nickels
1: (laughs) (laughs) the hard roads to (laughs) julia she's
2: fucking mrs mr bojangles
1: yeah there's a couple of times in the movie where they do this like hard luck story and you're like the hard luck story of the dance <laughs>
3: right?
1: it can't be that hard it's if you somehow ended up able to dance this good then something nice happened oh my god after the bad thing and before you became this good of a dancer so
2: that evening uh johnny's out air-humping again uh to the who we find out this is the first time we meet the cougar is what we're going to call her, because I don't even know if she has a name, but uh, she's there during the week. Like She's a bungalow bunny. Yeah, bungalow bunny. That's good, Jackie. Uh, she's there every week, and her husband only comes up on the weekend, so in, on, on the weekdays, her job is to look for the D.
1: Famed choreographer Miranda Garrison.
2: Yeah. Okay. And he's he's working with her. They, they clearly have a relationship. Uh, well, not maybe a... A romantic relationship, but definitely a professional one where he uh, inserts his penis into her vagina or wherever else she demands. He's a gigolo mm-hmm.
1: and he's bitching about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, you don't know what it's like to grow up and learn to dance and then have to fuck old ladies that are pretty hot. You don't know what that's like. It's hard. Then they Almost as hard as my boner. Then they give me money.
0: Then they give me money for my five minutes.
2: Johnny is not what I'm going to declare a a sympathetic character. (laughs) Like, he feels so bad about his life, his lot in life and how unfair everything has been to him and how he hates how he's treated by everybody. He gets no respect, I tell you. And you're like, dude, (laughs) what is your
3: problem?
2: Like your alternative that you even say in this movie is to join the painter that not even the painters union, the house painters union, Like, quit your bitching. (laughs) What is wrong with you?
1: If he joins the house painters union, he's going to make a lot more money. Actually, he's not, because he's going to go to Juilliard, so he's fine.
2: I mean, he's got options here, and one of them is to bang hot ladies for cash! I mean, maybe <laughs> that's not great for everybody, but come on, seriously.
1: I know, it's so hard when the Lolita Express gets reversed to young men who are actually trying to stick their dick in anything he's they can see.
2: 25 years old, he's not young men, he's a grown-ass adult.
0: Uh, I think he just needs to up his rates. If he's bitching about being poor... Right. These women can obviously... Yeah. I mean, they're dripping in diamonds, right? And uh-huh. really expensive clothing. They can afford to pay more than what he's currently charging. And he just needs to say, Hey, listen, bitch. You want to ride this Stevie next? You got to...
2: <laughs> no? Nobody? You got to pay to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here we are, 1987... Reagan's killing our children by telling them to say no to drugs, and Nancy's out giving blowjobs, and people are dying of AIDS, and we're supposed to feel sorry for this guy?
1: I feel like Reagan was killing us with the ramen noodles and the really shitty pork chops.
2: Yeah. Oh, he had Reagan steaks?
1: Well, no, back then in 1963, they probably still made good pork chops. Oh,
2: all oh, right, right, right cuz we're
1: just talking about Reagan era pork mm-hmm. chops again cuz I'll never get over it.
2: Yeah, yeah, the uh the pork chop market. Yeah, I remember that.
1: I don't. The rubbery ones that <laughs> were like thin. You're like, "Oh." oh no, wait, can I, w- I use this as a frisbee.
2: I was thinking pork bellies. I don't know what you're talking about with the pork chop thing with the Reagans. I I don't remember 80s pork chops.
0: Cuz your family was poor. Mine? And you couldn't afford pork chops?
1: No, the pork chops were the only thing you could afford if you were poor, and they were really thin, and there was no way to cook them without turning them into rubber.
0: I don't know. We didn't eat pork chops when I was a kid. We didn't
2: eat all when I was a kid. We just drank. I'm from the mountains, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Drink your dinner in the mountains. Seven, have a beer. (laughs) Turn eight, yeah. you're up into
3: whiskey.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I know you want a Budweiser, Johnny, but you're only three. <laughs> you got to have Bud Lights until you turn five. Once you're in kindergarten, you can drink the red and white can.
2: Goo goo ga, ga That's right. <laughs> bud Light for you, buddy.
0: I ain't raising no fat kid. Yeah, right? <laughs> I got to make sure you stay fit so we can go deer hunting. <laughs> Gotta have somebody pack it out. You got to chop wood.
2: <laughs> Little tubby. God <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, growing up in the mountains blows. Um, Anyways, so <laughs> move to the city is what I'm telling all you people. <laughs> it's nice here.
1: Oh, all the problems of the city. Oh, have you ever had the power go out for three fucking weeks? Right? <laughs> <laughs> have you had that happen in the city? No, that doesn't happen there. Yeah, you're li- you ever had the power go out for like a week and be like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah, you, that happens in the mountains.
2: You coastal elites, yes, right? Because it's paradise to live in cities. <laughs> we have everything. Move here. We want you to move here.
1: Uh, oh, Dad, the power uh, is out. We get tacos whenever we want. No, there's actually no fucking tacos up here at all. <laughs> What's a taco? What the fuck is a taco? <laughs> Go skin that badger and eat it from the asshole out. (laughs) It took your eye. You deserve it.
2: Dad, if I eat my own eyeball, does that make me a cannibal? (laughs) No, Billy, it makes you selfish.
3: pass it. Over.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. So Johnny's humping married women, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. And uh uh a baby and the hotel brat, they go they go to the lake and he says he says she sees uh, uh, Robbie walking with her sister, and he's being a total It's I think it's implied that Robbie took things a little too far. Maybe maybe he tried to go under the bra instead of under the sweater over the bra. And uh, she's like, how dare you? But then later, she's like, do me, Robbie. Um, I don't hear an apology, Robbie. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happened here.
0: And he's like, go whine to your dad, Lisa. And I'm thinking, yeah, you should go whine to your dad, because that motherfucker assaulted yeah,
2: fire. you. Fire. You're fired. You yeah. are fired. He... Her dad is the one that's giving you the recommendation to medical school. And you're like, go wind your day. Okie dokie. Done.
1: Yeah. Also, like, later we'll see what she's packing. Right. You want his recommendation. You want to be in the medical community. You probably want to marry her and stop treating her like shit right off the bat, you stupid retard.
2: Right. So, baby's looking after him, and, and the hotel kid goes... You know, sorry you had to see that, but sometimes in this crazy mixed up world, you got to see things that you don't want to see. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm watching Dirty Dancing
1: right now. Are you talking <laughs> to me, <laughs> hotel kid? <laughs> and you're also like, okay, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, uh, He's Harvey Weinstein. The grandson yeah. is a real son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah. Sure is.
0: And it's like, dude, that's my fucking sister. Yeah. And... You're, you see, you saw it. You're, you are in charge of this hotel. Mm -hmm. You've seen that he assaulted my sister and you're not going to do shit about it. Right. Fuck you, dude.
2: Yeah.
0: And then he's like, I, I am the catch of the county. I mean, last week I, I got a girl from Jamie, the lifeguard. He's
2: bragging about the
0: other chicks. He's banged. Yeah. And he, he, she, I, he asked right in front of me, What does he have that I don't have? And she answered, two hotels. Yeah, so these women don't like you, but they do like your money.
2: He is bragging about the other women he's banged in front of his current date and also confessing they only like him for his money.
0: Yeah, because he's a little weasel. Wow! And then he's like, well, are you hungry? I know we just got uh, through with a giant dinner feast.
2: Is this how Don Jr. gets chicks? (laughs) Seriously, though? I mean... It's kind of joking, but kind of also, seriously, like, is this what it's like to date Don Jr.?
1: I hear he makes a good drink.
2: Huh. Okay. So do I.
1: No. We just put a bunch a Georgia of Georgia homeboy.
2: In. Georgia homeboy. Is that the drinks that Don Jr. makes? Mm-hmm. What's a Georgia homeboy?
0: GHB? Uh- oh.
1: I was, in fact, leaping to John Jun- Don Jr.'s defense, because he did, for at least one year, maybe two years of his life, cut himself off of the Trump train and just bartend in Aspen, Colorado. I did not know And that. probably was like, you don't understand how hard my life is. The right life right. that led me to bartending at, like, $20 tip bar. hmm Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then he opened his mouth and they fired him. Um, okay, so anyways, so they go into the kitchen. He's like, "Yeah, oh, hey, sorry about your sister getting molested, but uh, you, want, you hungry? You want some chicken? Oh, hey, remember that chicken earlier? Yeah, I would see. <laughs>
1: this one, somebody else choked for you. <laughs> That's,
2: I'm hungry. Let's go get food. Uh, so she goes into the kitchen and she, in there she finds Penny crying because the best place to run away uh, when you're having emotional difficulties uh, is the kitchen. Of a major hotel.
0: She was binge eating.
2: Also, kitchens at major hotels never close. They are going all the time. So, you know, you're not going to find a private place to have a, a weepy inside of a kitchen of a hotel.
1: She found a pretty good hiding spot. It's under the table anyway.
2: Look, I know a lot about hotel resort kitchens. And if there's not, hotel staff in there that means there's either a jack nicholson's or velociraptors so yeah i don't think that's a good location
1: it's not there (laughs) should be someone killing her with an axe in there in fact there's a number of shots in this movie that i'm like oh camp crystal lake Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. well in the way that she's behaving it is like she's hiding from a murderer right like what are you doing down there
2: yeah and also, why don't you just go to your room, like, wherever you stay? That's a good place to have a good... Yeah, like, why are sob. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you in the kitchen? Huh. I I thought nobody'd be in here. It's the kitchen for a major resort in the afternoon. We got dinner coming up.
0: This is after dinner.
2: This was after dinner?
0: Yeah. Oh.
2: We got it's very- Flambe coming.
0: The midnight
1: buffet (laughs) post gigolo blowjob banana splits
2: right yeah exactly you need a banana split after being sex trafficked um so she's like oh my well i better go tell johnny so she runs and tells johnny's cousin who yes is in this movie and is not worth mentioning uh johnny's cousin goes over and tells johnny and they all three of them go into the kitchen and uh the cousin's like oh yeah yeah, she does this. It's kind of on account of uh, she's she's got one in her. A bun in the oven. Uh, the kids have roosted in the coop. Uh, uh, she, no, he says
0: it really elegantly.
2: She's knocked up, baby. She. Oh, well, I was dancing around it.
0: Uh, that's what he says in the movie. Right.
1: These sim- semen chickens have come <laughs> home to roost in her uterus.
2: Burkrock. Literally. Rock, 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 Okay. You know, we were funny earlier, I think. I think. I don't know. Um. So Johnny goes over, he comforts her, and uh, they give her booze immediately. That was a nice 1963
1: oh, yeah. touch. You having problem with pregnancy? Have some whiskey. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't know shit about my problems, baby.
2: Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, you dirty cash princess or whatever. They... Call her 1963.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why, you know, Baby's really nice to this woman, Mm -hmm. and this woman just vehemently hates her. Right.
2: And she, like, I mean, yeah, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like, why do you have to be
0: such a bitch? Like, she's been nothing but nice to you, and you are just being a complete bitch. She
2: even says that she envies your shitty existence. Like, she has such empathy for, not, not even empathy, she's like, you're cool. You're just cool. You know, I want to be you. I want to be on you. And she's like, fuck you.
1: Sausage
3: queen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sausage queen. I was going to go with, I don't know. I grew up on the streets dancing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where I've been. I want to know where you've been. Okay. Let's sit down and have a good chat. Um. Okay. So, She's like, it's Robbie's kid. Robbie's done everything, done everybody in this whole resort, and he did me, and now he's doing me wrong. Because Robbie don't care.
1: <laughs> well, later Robbie will use a presentation of the Fountainhead by Anne Rand as an excuse. Oh my god.
2: Seriously? That's the very next thing.
1: Yeah. He's like apparently we've been on to those books for a while. Yeah, what is that? Well,
2: Anne Rand. You never heard Anne Rand? I've heard of her. Shrug.
0: But I'd, I, I've never heard of
2: fountainhead. That's, but I and
0: I didn't understand this part of the movie even when I watched it a million he times. He
2: is a trust fund butthole, and yeah. So after he is out of this movie, uh. He runs for uh, uh, congressman and becomes Speaker of the House. Yeah.
0: That's what Fountainhead's about?
2: Yeah, he's just Paul Ryan, Jackie. He thinks that poor people should be euthanized and only the rich should be in control. That's what Ayn Rand is.
1: I don't know that Ayn Rand ever wrote any of those words, but there is a level of selfishness in her literature that people have elevated to the point as to justify absolute selfishness. I think it's that's the problem. I
2: think Anne Rand and L. Ron Hubbard have a lot of similarities. Um like yes, the the people that read those books took the material of the books way too fucking far, but the authors themselves reveled in their misinterpretation and were like, Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying as you make a golden cow that is shaped after me. After I, I am your god. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's, yeah, that's the thing is that I think that both of them actually did want to be god kings mm-hmm. or queens. But, uh, yeah, I can't really go to bat for L. Ron Hubbard on anything. Right. But there is some level of mathematic application in Ayn Rand's work. But, yes, it has been if not misinterpreted, taken far too far.
2: Right. And allowed to be taken too far by the author themselves. So is this book
1: worth a read? Yeah, fucker. No. No.
0: Dude,
2: it's about... Uh, Come on. Did you hear anything that just transpired?
0: I was just like... Is it important for like historical reasons oh, to read no, no, no. this it's or crap. No, it's really? They're they're
1: shitty. They're shitty novels. Uh, yeah. I've
0: read the Ron L. Hubbard stuff, right? I've read Ron one
2: L. Hubbard. <laughs> hey, our neighbors' books? Huh. I didn't realize that. L. Ron Hubbard, Jackie. <laughs> oh yeah. That
0: guy with the turtle with the universe on its back. Uh-huh. Um I read one That's of those not books. not
2: L. Ron Hubbard, but okay.
1: Thought... It's the space ghosts inside your bodies, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, the
1: L. Ron Hubbard's uh, Earth Battlefield Earth. Right, that's the one. If you're going to read an L. Ron Hubbard novel, Dianetics. I yeah, dare you to read Battlefield Earth because it's daunting. Dianetics is. I didn't read it, but we had a friend who did, and he said, "Seems like bullshit." <laughs> So, if you want to read Fountainhead, you could do that, Jackie, and then report to us. But I expect your full review of the Fountainhead to be... Seems like bullshit.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, baby, uh, she she goes to, to her dad, and she's like, so, say... Um, a friend of mine needed a medical procedure. Would you be willing to pay for that? As opposed to giving it to her, my doctor father, who at times seems both progressive enough to be like, that woman needs help. I will clearly help her with her medical situation, but also oppressive enough that he's like, abortion's wrong. Um but then he knows
0: exactly how to fix a bot's right? abortion. So does he think abortion is wrong?
1: I think as you approached him correctly and being like that salsa dancer that's so good mm-hmm. has been knocked up by one of the staff mm-hmm. who is and it could end who, her career. Who is likely like, a
2: rapist, just so you know.
1: And he'd be like, Oh yeah, we talked about this at poker. Uh I'll take care of it. Right. Because we're at a weird sex resort themed with Lawrence Welk. I haven't engaged any of it because my wife's rack is gigantic.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, this is the crux of the movie is, is, well, there's two cruxes of the movie, but this scene is one of them where she goes and says, Daddy, can I have 250 bucks for an abortion? It's not mine. I promise. Not this time, at least. Uh, and he's like sure honey here's 250 bucks and so she goes and gives it to to penny and penny's like i can't take your money uh I've i have got to a, work yeah i've got a dance i i can't take a day off of dancing ever and also the only time that it's possible to get an abortion in 1963 is thursday
0: from a traveling yeah. doctor right don't forget that this guy's a traveling doctor Because nothing says hygienic and probably going to go well like
1: traveling doctor. Oh,
2: my God, dude. Jackie, they they want us to go back to those days. They want us to go back to those days.
1: It's okay. I think Johnny has his own prescription, which is a serious helping of ovarian delights.
2: Don't say that while I'm drinking White Russian. It's pr- I can't do a spit take with White Russian, Sam. Oh God, no, you can't.
1: It's, it's precious drink. Jackie seems confused. <laughs> Jackie, are you familiar with the ovarian delight? No. It's not so much a delight as it is a headbutt to the ovaries. How do you get your head it's... up there?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Why is everybody laughing at me?
2: Well, you get shot out of a cannon, of course.
0: Stop laughing at me, yeah.
2: Jackie. You don't actually make physical contact with the ovaries.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was no. thinking like a wire hanger in your bathroom.
1: Oh yeah, so you were thinking of real abortions. I was just giving a shout out to Maddox, who's apparently fallen from comedic grace over the last <laughs> but- couple years.
0: See, and, and I was thinking, like, no more wire hangers from Mommy Dearest. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe she has the reason she can't have any kids. She's got PTSD. That, yeah. Yeah. Because she used the, too many wire mm-hmm. hangers.
1: The deleted scene from Mommy Dearest where she goes to the Lawrence Walt camp and she's <laughs> like,
2: "Here's <laughs> all the wire hangers? I'm shame. <laughs> <laughs> she's making it rain with wire hangers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Making abortions rain.
2: Oh, shit. Joni Crawford's here. You know what that means. (laughs) Air horns go off. Fucking techno.
3: Mm -mm
2: -mm.
0: (laughs) Wire hangers for you. Wire hangers for you. Wire hangers for you. Oh, wait. You probably look like you need like three. Summer break
2: 1963.
1: Joni Crawford. (laughs) If you're just joining us, you've reached the tail end of the most inappropriate episode of Singer Madness that's been aired in some time. No,
2: fuck you, Sam. Totally appropriate. They're trying to ban Roe v. Wade. Those motherfuckers, they want to go back to this shit. We're just we're just we're just warming up the people to so that they know what to expect when when these fuckers take away women's health care.
0: Oh, and by the way, if they decide to overturn Roe v. Wade I will be getting my medical license and performing abortions in my basement.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm in, investing in uh, wire hangers, the company that makes those. Because that's, I think that's as qualified as you are. You're also, I believe that driver. company
1: is called Abortions R Us. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to Babies R Us. Right.
2: <laughs> Take no,
1: pick. that's awful. The <laughs> hanger store next to the Babies are Us. Just an image I can never scrub from my brain. The
2: hanger store. Yeah. Dude, if we get to the point in America where we have hanger stores, we've got deep-rooted issues in this country that we need to yeah. discuss.
0: Yeah, because you know that once a week, there's going to be some guy walking in there and being like, I'm here to get hanged.
2: <laughs> no, that would be the belt store, Jackie.
1: No, the hanger store.
2: Oh, no, I mean the belt store. You're talking about- Well, no, you get
1: your best belts at the jack-off store. <laughs> right, right, exactly.
2: Yeah, everything's got a second use. Yeah.
0: <laughs> something seriously fucking wrong with us
2: yeah we're David Carradine's the spokesperson and they only play in excess inside
1: oh my god <laughs> no one is safe <laughs> no one is safe
2: hey I think it's okay to make fun of people that died by auto erotic eroto- or auto auto erotic asphyxiation because you know what a way to go <laughs> <laughs> they went out on their terms baby <laughs>
1: He died like he lived, jacking off while hanging himself with a belt.
2: Right. <laughs> Elvis died on the toilet. You know, we're going to pick ways to go. Let's do it with our pants down.
0: <laughs> That's it. When I get old, I'll be like, I think I'm going to die. I think this is it. Take off my pants. Yeah.
2: It's like the old cowboy thing. You, you want to die with your boots on? Well, I want to die with my pants off. Okay. <laughs> Noted, sir. yeah and don't do that thing where after i die you pull my pants down and be like well i did it he died with his pants on you saw it (laughs) no get him off before (laughs) let's get oh he's gasping somebody pull pull his legs oh no i'll I'll come back (laughs)
0: Then they resuscitate you and you wake up and you're like, why am I fucking pants down? And be like, do you remember in 2021 when you were like, hey, I want to die with my pants off. So I just yanked those babies off and showed everybody your wiener. If
2: you think I'll change my mind between now and and the next uh, good luck to me 40 years, you got another thing coming. If my pants aren't off and I turn into a spooky ghost and I look down and I got pants on as a spooky ghost, I'm going to be mad because you know I want to come back as a spooky ghost with my cock out. (laughs)
0: You want to be a poo bear?
1: <laughs> what if you get ghosted? A bear. You turn into a ghost, and you've got pants around the ankles. Yeah, right. So you have to haunt people. Be, I'll be like, hold on. I have trouble with stairs. <laughs> I will shake my wiener at you later.
2: Yeah, usually ghosts. Give me five. Usually <laughs> ghosts rattle chains. I'm just trying to put up my pants. <laughs> what is that horrible sound? It's me. My pants are down. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, okay. Where, where where are we on this um, movie? We're at the point where Patrick Swayze dies as uh, with his pants down. Um, oh, fuck, where are we? Okay, so uh, yeah, we're at the uh, the discussion about uh, abortion. I think. Uh, so she yeah, she goes. She gets the money. She goes back to uh, the hump house where everybody pre humps before they go hump. And uh, she won't take the money because of the dance on Thursday. The doctor's only there on Thursday. She's got to work and. And uh, so Baby's like, well, I could do your job for you.
0: No. She says, well, can't somebody fill in? And Johnny, being the fucking facetious dickhead he is, that already persuaded Penny not to take the money in the first place with his snide comments, Uh is like, who's going to fill in? Everybody works around here. Everybody works. And I'm like, yeah, it's your fucking job. Like, you're here to do a job?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he means then, everybody works like even the guests because eventually all of the guests are doing the jobs.
0: Well mm. and the, and she's like, "Well, if I can do the magic show, why?" C-? He's like, "Oh, no, wait." Mm. He goes, "I've been drinking." Uh, he goes, "Who's going to do it, you?" And she's in her head, I mean, you could just see the wheels turning. "Well, I did do the magic show and I want a chicken." Right? So yeah.
2: When was the last time you won a chicken, Johnny? Yeah,
0: Johnny, Johnny, poor ass. Yeah. Listen, you fucking street walking son of you a won, bitch.
2: You won poultry lately? Because I won poultry. How much poultry you want?
1: <laughs> None. I've never won any poultry.
2: Uh, I've won. I've won pork before. <laughs> That's not poultry. I know everyone's won pork. Yes, I know. I, I know we all have. We've all won pork, but uh, what? Yeah, I've found pork. Yeah, <laughs> pulled pork, butt mayonnaise. Okay, um, <laughs> weird. Somebody's gonna get that, maybe.
1: Probably not. Uh, so nobody's gonna get found pork and butt mayonnaise. If you'd like to know about found pork and butt mayonnaise, we could describe it at length. Uh, email us at Talk Singer Madness. I
2: think it's actually uh, the the butt mayonnaise is your profile pick on StinkerMadness dot com, Sam. So,
1: oh, you know. do I have a profile pick?
2: Yeah, sure you do. I like think it's just you looking cute. Um, you don't have butt mayonnaise. <laughs> nope,
0: I sure okay. don't. All right. Anyway, I'm not poor from the streets, and I didn't have to dance my way on a street corner
2: to get to Juilliard. I envy you. Uh, so <laughs> she, yeah, she <laughs> fills in for mambo Thursday. Like, I can I can learn to do the mambo by Thursday. The only day it, you can have an abortion in New York.
1: Uh, um, and so then we- he's like, "You don't understand. This is a hard thing. We have to like." We only have a week to practice a dance that will only last three minutes, Mm -hmm. and that's the entire job.
2: It's impossible. The odds are against us. We got our backs to the wall. There's no way we're going to do it.
0: He's treating her like she's kind of got some kind of learning disability. A bit. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And I'm thinking...
2: Well, I could do it. I could train somebody if that somebody wasn't a complete fucktard like you, <laughs> sausage queen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why don't you go ask daddy for some mambo lessons, shit face?
2: Yeah. Why don't you go back to Chicago there, Abe Froman's daughter from that other movie you were in? Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> There's no way you could learn to dance a three-minute dance. Even though I was dry humping you earlier today and I was like, mm, Miss girl is good at the dry humping. Earlier today. <laughs> okay. All right. So he agrees eventually uh, and we get a montage uh, that involves her and him working back and forth together. Uh, to the song, wipe Out." Yeah. And uh, her on a bridge, which I think is an iconic scene. The foot stamping. She's
3: I can't do it.
1: Looking not very hot in cutoffs mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. yeah. And we get That's this. That's where I wrote a number of notes about how I wasn't in on Jennifer Grey and... This is where I'm the most not in, is I'm just like, this is supposed to be sexy. And uh, I think it moved more with Barbara Streisand in the short shorts. Bonastar mm-hmm. uh, is born.
3: I, I what just... about
0: the pantyhose rolled down over her underwear? I miss that. It was like a black pair of underwear, and she had like a white. Uh, shirt that was tied right underneath her boobs in one of the shots and if you look she's got pantyhose on and she's got them rolled down to her underwear line
2: oh
0: (laughs) it's like the stupidest thing ever yeah that
2: seems really dumb
0: and this whole montage goes through a progression of her being uh dressed to cut offs in a tank underwear in a half shirt Mm -hmm.
2: uh underwear in a half shirt turtle turtle power power.
0: (laughs) Well, his dick is turtling. Um, No. Oh, that's poop. <laughs> the turtle's not a dick. Never mind. Okay. Um, whoop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she goes from being like this uh, conservative, innocent person mm-hmm. to I am a dance slut now.
2: Right. Right. In a very short amount of time.
0: Yeah. It's only a week. Yeah but now I've got the confidence. Well,
2: it's not even a week because there's two montages, Jackie. We, if you have two montages, like you are your first montage is quite short. We've only got two montages in a week. So it's uh, the first montage is clearly like three days. She goes from super conservative being like, I'm not wearing clothes while dancing anymore. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, in fact, there's a, there's a beat here, a heartbeat actually, uh, Where he's like, you just got to feel the mambo. Don't worry about the steps. Feel it. It's like a heartbeat. You're just looking for a heartbeat, aren't you, Don Johnson? Uh, Here, feel mine. Feel my heartbeat through my sweaty, sweaty shirt with my rippling pectoral muscles. You like those, don't you, 17-year-old girl?
0: Mm. Yeah, Patrick Swayze is quite cut in this movie. He looks really good.
2: No, this was 1987, Jackie. Yeah, he was a fit man.
1: 34.
0: (laughs) He was only 34?
1: Yeah. And apparently in the dance scenes where he was wearing costumes wore a girdle to seem thinner.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I did read that as well. Oh,
1: weird. That's standard practice among among dancers.
2: Mm -hmm. Then they have another montage and it starts. Whoa, go ahead.
1: We have to appraise the situation of dirty dancing. Okay. Because this movie is called Dirty Dancing, Uh and there's really not that much dry fucking in it. Okay. But I wrote down, dirty dancing, because you're in a barn? Because they're doing their their dance montage in a barn, and barns are dirty.
2: I remember this movie coming out, and I think this is where we're going to end this episode, actually. Um, I remember this movie coming out in 1987, and my mom being like well i don't know if we should watch dirty dancing because my mom was very uh, uh conservative sexually uh you might say repressed um and uh like dirty dancing being this whole thing like you know madonna's got the vogue and uh george michael's got the i want your sex going on at this point in time and like the things are getting a little too sexual for America in 1987. And then everybody saw this movie and was like, Oh, but it's so sweet. But I remember dirty dancing being like a, like, like the Lombada, like it was penises and crotches and like, but then you watch this and are we just jaded as a society? Have we just seen all of uh, like what we're going to see thanks to the MTVs and the WAPs and the internets and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, furry people having sex on the YouTubes and all that sort of stuff. I you mean, watch we, that on YouTube? I uh, I don't know. Well, let's try it. Um, are we just Are we just desensitized? Is what I'm getting at? Like, is, we may be. I was saw this dirty a, in 1987?
1: A a furry bus have sex with a unicorn. I didn't know what to make of it.
2: A furry bus, like a school bus.
1: Yeah, it was like there was a furry that was a. Uh, Unicorn and uh-huh. I was like, okay, this is standard practice. Right? And okay. then the other one was a school bus. That's and it looked like a float. It's about in a parade. Well, let you me know, give like... you a top tip about school buses.
0: <laughs> the first black line on the bottom is where the floorboards are. The second line is where the seats are. Uh-huh. And the third line is where a child's head should be. Right? <laughs> so if you ever have to cut into a school bus to save children. Don't cut on the third line. <laughs> Weird.
2: Actually, unless they're in the back of the bus, because we all know that if you sit in the back of the bus, your head's not at that line. You've bounced up into the sky.
1: <laughs> so Everything behind of, the axle is a fucking wagon ride. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's why that guy dressed or maybe, maybe a lady is a school bus is because that's. You know, all the actions in the back.
0: <laughs> yeah, somebody's back there eating his ass while he's doing the unicorn.
2: It's bouncy. It's a good
1: ride back it there. It looks like two pillows rolling around. I don't know why people like it.
2: Why are people dressing as school buses and having sex? That's Dateline. <laughs> that is.
0: Welcome to Stone COVID.
2: <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> so I think this probably was dirty in 1987, Sam, and it's just not anymore. Well, this was
0: dirty in 1963.
2: Right, but the movie, I'm saying, did you miss that whole part where there was a cultural phenomenon when this movie came out about how dirty the dancing was? Not 1963,
1: but 1987. So, okay. Okay. And now dancing is just man sausage and butt crack. Yep.
2: All right, we are going to end there for this episode. This is going to be a two-parter. Come back to us next week when we finish... Dirty Dancing. And if you like
0: that Justin and I are back on the show now with Sam, you fuckers, send me (laughs) some goddamn emails about how wonderful I am.
2: Okay. Email us at at talkatstingermanus.com and tell Jackie how wonderful she is. Thank you. Or don't. Encourage
0: me. Encourage me.
2: Get to the chopper.